0: And welcome to Anne Steve Talk Stuff, where an artist and an economist walk into a podcast and things happen. Stephen, how
1: are you doing? I'm very good, Anne. I'm very good. I'm bu- busy. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just about to have a holiday.
0: Yay! Um,
1: so we talked about the history of the holiday and where it came from. Uh, and uh, uh, now I'm going to experience one for um, four days.
0: Are you going anywhere nice?
1: We're going to Wicklow.
0: Oh, lovely.
1: Yes, yes, yes. the, Where of the storm, which is currently raging, is about to hit. Oh, well, whatever, it'll be fine. There's a water it- park, we're going to be wet anyway. You're fine.
0: It's all about getting away. Well, I'll tell you an interesting fact, uh, if you are listening to this sequentially, obviously diehard fans will be. Uh, last week, I said it was episode 24, it was your birthday, and you were turning 42, and I thought that mm-hmm. was all fascinating. Turns out that um, last week was actually episode 23, so we're going to call this episode 23, just, you know, so we don't miss out on that number. And slight side note that it's not quite relevant, but you know me, I like an old bizarre tangential link that my actual birthday is the 23rd of September. So 23 is a number I like, but...
1: Mm-hmm. 23 is one of the most commonly used prime numbers. So it can only be divided by itself in one. Um, it's uh, really, really interesting. There've been two films called 23. Um,
0: mm-hmm. The number 23.
1: Uh, yeah, it, it, John Forbes Nash, he won the Nobel Prize in, in, in economics. He was obsessed with the number uh, uh, 23, you know, um, it's Michael Jordan, uh, his, 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 uh, his jersey number was 23. And because he was the greatest, you know, everyone and wants 23 on their jersey you know, and, uh, and, 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 uh, all that stuff in, 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 in soccer, 23 is an unlucky number. Uh, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's actually really good. You have 23 chromosomes uh, that you bring to the, uh, to the, um, reproductive table. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: you know, like 23 is a great number actually, you know, I like guess really, really good.
0: We um, nearly, we nearly, sk- we, we nearly skipped it.
1: We nearly skipped it. And you know, there's, uh, there's, uh, there's like uh, one of the nice things about numbers is that they can have any kind of meaning you like mm-hmm. assigned to them. Um, so uh, um, William S. Burroughs, the uh, the author who um, you know famously wrote a naked lunch, and just was a was a a, a fervent genius. Who um, if you've ever listened to Tom Waits, uh, there's a brilliant William S. Burroughs oh, yes. uh, guest feature in in a Tom Waits song, and it is becking terrifying like it's really scary don't it, you could listen to it surrounded by unicorns and still feel terror it is it's that from the black rider yeah 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 and he's like What's ain't it? no sin to take off your skin and dance around in your bones and you're like ah, yes oh yes yeah. so <laughs> he was like, obsessed about that um
0: with, with the number 23
1: yeah. oh yeah absolutely um the the Uh, white supremacists because 23 is the number of uh uh you know the the 23rd letter uh white supremacist you know w for white so if you see 23 you very often Mm. see white supremacists using 23 as a gang sign um you know and and all that kind of stuff uh yeah it's it's um 23 is a cool number it's uh, a cool number and as i I said
0: it's it's my birth date as well so obviously and
1: and that's what makes it the coolest (laughs) um yeah yeah,
0: um, yeah. No, that's cool. Well, but today we are not focusing merely on the magic of the number twenty-three, um, the prime that it is. We we are gonna be talking specifically about a, a book. There's a book you wanted to talk about, um, and I have. You only told me about it yesterday, so I've been trying to swat for this episode. Oh, but... thank you. <laughs> well, it's also a lovely book as well. It's, it's, it's a great it's, book. I'd it's, it's it's say it's an easy read, but it's an easy listen because I am, and I'm an audio book fan, so I'm listening to it at the moment. Uh, but, but tell us, tell us about Insomniacity. City.
1: So um, one of my heroes is a guy called Dr. Oliver Sacks. Uh, you might be aware of him. He's an, he was a neurologist. Um, and he uh, wrote some amazing books, one of which w- became a film called Awakenings with Robin Williams. Um, and he, you know, he, he has brilliant books about music, musicophilia, uh, and, uh, you know, the man who mistook his wife for a hat. There's loads and loads of Oliver Sacks books. He was someone who could write with incredible fluency, um, was an extraordinarily... Um, uh, intelligent and humane man seems to have been a brilliant doctor was a genius writer. Um,
0: it's a n- neurology was, was his main yeah, neurology. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, so diseases of the mind, diseases of the brain. And he very, 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 uh, gifted, um, uh, gifted kind of healer, if you like, but he, he, uh, he was gay and for 35 years of his life was totally celibate. So he was raised by uh, Jewish parents. Um, obviously obviously an extraordinarily intelligent but shy and, and reticent child, but mm. um you, you know he kind of knew he was gay from an early age, and his mom and his father kind of very much refused to acknowledge that and he was very he obviously, obviously very sensitive man and he, he didn't um he didn't really even when he moved to America you know uh like, like he was working out on, on on you know muscle beach. You know, oh, yeah. in his autobiography, you know he's he's like powerlifting to show how manly is, and whatever. But but he it, it that is that Oliver Sacks biography is a brilliant, brilliant book of it on its own. And uh, one example, there was these very very hard essays uh, or exams in Oxford, and he was totally broke, and he decided to to do them for the for the laugh. Got completely smashed drunk, walked in, wrote, answered one question, and then walked out again, and uh, won the scholarship.
0: Oh my God. Like
1: extraordinarily brilliant man, you know? Um, uh, But he had always had an issue with his sexuality and coming towards the end of his life, like in his early eighties, he decided to write his autobiography and come out. Um, But one of the things that happened more or less randomly at that point, uh, Sachs was still practicing as doctor at this point, he was still tipping tipping along doing his thing, several assistants, you know, world famous columnist for the New York Times and and all that kind of stuff. he met a guy called Bill Hayes. So Bill Hayes is, is also an author, a fiction uh, writer, but a photographer. Um, and Hayes had moved to New York and the two of them struck up a friendship that then deepened into a relationship. So they became lovers and Hayes um, essentially uh, was with Oliver Sacks for the last uh, five or six years of his life. And so okay. this book, Insomniac City, is a vignette, is a series of vignettes mm-hmm. about uh, Hayes and New York and Hayes and Oliver Sacks
0: oh yeah right? okay
1: so I love New York uh, I studied there I lived there I'm you know I I, I I you know I I have several copies of Evie e. White's here is New York I I love New York City I love reading about New York how, how long Weiner. did you
0: how long did you live there for
1: uh nearly three years okay. yeah so I did my yeah. second PhD there um, you're, you're, oh, you're you're. Oh, sorry,
0: ladies and gentlemen. In case you missed that, that was Stephen referring to his second PhD.
1: Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Let's not let so, that
0: one go. Yeah,
1: that <laughs> shouldn't. Um, uh, yeah. So I did I, the first one was in Galway, Um but the 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 when I moved over there, um, we lived in Queens in a friend's house. Great fun, but it was Queens. So we moved into the East Village, and uh, it was wonderful. It's just wonderful. It was. Uh, it was. Um, were you
0: were you married at that stage?
1: No, but uh, well, I was with Elka, uh, my wife, uh, uh, my girlfriend, At the time. and now uh, my wife. Um, oh, cool. But uh, yeah, I was with her, and I um, love to yeah. share
0: a place with someone. Actually, it's a it's a yeah. thing to, when yeah. you have like, an attachment like that. And, yeah,
1: uh... and we shared. Um, we shared the apartment with uh, two friends of ours. Like the like the apartment is. I'm in my spare room now. The apartment is about the size of my spare room.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. Uh, and we paid like, <laughs> you know, I mean, insane money, insane. Yeah. Uh, but it didn't matter. It didn't matter. Uh, we got, you know, you don't live in your house in New York. You live out of it. And um, yeah, I, I, uh, I sort of, I have that romantic attachment to the city. Okay. And to that particular point in my life. I've been back to the city since. Um, and I found it kind of almost depressing. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I walked around where we used to live. Uh, I went back for a conference, I was giving a speech or whatever. And I I decided to take the afternoon off from the conference and walk around. Mm. And it just, I got, just got really depressed and a bit kind of down a bit because it's in the past, you know, and, and, and things that are in the past, you shouldn't expect to be able to rekindle these things, you know? Yeah. They're there. They they exist in a certain moment and that's a good thing. Um, so yeah, I, I was really sad coming back from, from New York that time Um, And I haven't been back to that part of New York. I've been back to New York many times, Mm. but I've been uh, just, but just for work and I've never gone back to, to the village or to, um, to the, there's a, there's a bar called Bua in the East village. And um, I wrote most of the PhD on the bar. Okay. And uh, when, uh, when they, uh, when I got the PhD anyway, I gave them a copy of it and I thanked them for helpful research assistance. <laughs> and uh, I, think the copy, I think they copied. I put it on the wall, so I think it's there somewhere.
0: It's Lovely out of, out of
1: pile of crap. In I, st- in
0: I, s- I stayed actually in East Village, um, January twenty nineteen. I oh, was right. in I was in New York doing my show, and mm-hmm. uh, to place it for you, I was quite near the Turkish baths. And you know I stayed where you were coyote ugly was around the corner. oh too. yes yes, 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 yes. So, <laughs> but um yeah. but yes i i i have been to new york a number of times i mm-hmm. certainly have always had a gorgeous time i've never lived there but it yeah. was interestingly even listening to this book like it's very evocative
1: what is oh, yeah. oh yeah it's you, know, it, you you feel new york through this book mm-hmm. and so insomniac city is why i was really attracted to it right obviously so it's 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 more information about one of my heroes right so that's that's a sort of a tick, you know, I'm very interested in that. But, and then, and then it has all these almost elegiac poems, you know, Mm. to the city and to his experience. Um, And uh, there are these moments as well, where you get a sense of what a global celebrity Sax sax was among a certain type of nerd, really, (laughs) you know, (laughs) let's be real about it. but, uh, oh, so there's a bit in the book. I don't know if you've come across it yet, but they go to Iceland for lunch oh, with Bjork. Not
0: right? there yet. Okay, amazing. And
1: I just, I just can't wait for you to listen to it because it's okay,
0: really, okay, yeah. You know, but you, you can uh, spoil yeah. it. Go on, No spoil well, it. I like, I like so they, they,
1: they go, they go there, you know, um, hmm. and they, they go there and they, they, they meet Bjork. And Hayes is, it, Hayes is a brilliant writer, right? So he's, a, he's not, you know, he, he's not. Uh, uh, and also ran, or somebody who's 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 there to sort of enable this amazing, you know, uh, this amazing genius that is Oliver Sacks. He he is a credible writer in his own right, you know. But he acknowledges, like like he's not in the same league as these two fellas. you know. Like Bjork is Bjork; she's extraordinary, um, and and uh, Oliver Sacks is Oliver Sacks, you know. Um,
0: and they so go they go for lunch. Jay.
1: She invites them to Iceland for lunch. Um, Okay, and it's and it's pretty great, uh, you know. Uh, there, there's 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 lovely uh, lovely stuff. Uh, he says um, this is on page one hundred and thirteen of the book. I, I uh, Oliver had no idea who Bjork was before making this trip. I got a DVD compilation of her music videos and conducted a crash course in Bjork for him. Oliver sat on the edge of his bed, inches from the TV screen, as he needs to in order to hear properly, and watched without stirring mesmerized especially by the visuals for 90 minutes because of his face blindness which makes it difficult for oliver to recognize people not only on the street but also in movies and on tv he sometimes asks is that bjork or which one is bjork (laughs) (laughs) a swan dress one minute robotic year the next her constant changing costumes and hairstyles utterly confounded him but he was deeply impressed by her artistry so they go on anyway, and they they sort of meet uh, uh, Bjork, and she kind of makes them apple pie and all you know all all, all this kind of stuff. Um, but uh, uh, you know Bjork wants to buy a lighthouse, like it's it's very very Bjork, right? Um, but <laughs> but they're going down, and 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 uh, then I'm just skipping forward a few pages. Sure. Uh, she wandered into a, she Bjork she wandered into an upper room, and we followed. There, she showed us two custom-made instruments, a celeste and what looked like a harpsichord. Both had been modified somehow through instructions from a program on her Mac. I could tell that Oliver was completely lost as she explained how this worked. Yet it was then, right then, that I realized how much she and Oliver were alike. Fellow geniuses, incredibly, intuitively brilliant, while being at the same time such an unlikely pair of friends, you know? Um, And it's just like like the whole book is filled with, you know... um, stuff like that, these little vignettes, uh, uh, later on in the book. At lunch, the husband of Oliver's niece tells me how he first met Oliver some 40 years ago at the home of his future father-in-law. Nicky looked out the window where he saw a large bearded man lying in the grass in the garden. What were you doing? Nicky asked once he came indoors. I was wondering what it is like to be a rose, replied Oliver. Mm -hmm. I mean, come on. Like, come on, how could you not love somebody who, who, who wants to be, you know, wonders what it's like to be a rose. Another one. Just before midnight, I taught Oliver how to open a bottle of champagne, something he'd never done before. This guy's 80, right? Sweet, sweet to see the joy and surprise and fear on his face as pop, the cork exploded. He had insisted on wearing his swimming goggles, though, just in case. Oh. Sounds like just, just a wonderful person. Mm -hmm. Another. I stopped by Oliver's to bring him an ice cream bar. I mentioned I saw fireflies in Abingdon Square Park. Fireflies, Oliver. Did you keep your mouth shut? I, what do you mean keep my mouth shut, Oliver? They say three will kill you, luciferase, dangerous stuff. I am laughing, but he is not. I really cannot tell if he is serious. Oliver, I don't want you to die of fireflies, a luminous death. Like, I just, oh my God. Oh, oh my god. There's a you lovely
0: know. reference. I I saw that um I, I don't have it in front of me. Obviously I've I've been listening, but he talks about how how very kind of almost of another era he is. He he's not really up on pop culture post nineteen fifty five. He no. he writes letters he, with a fountain pen. He doesn't use email, he doesn't mm-hmm. but he he says that it's not pretentious. It's just it's just who he is. Uh, he'd never heard of Michael Jackson and things like this. And what's Gosh. like yeah, just or like what is Michael Jackson? Not even who is what is Michael Jackson? And I think when often you hear of things like that, it might sound like our oh, affectation or someone. Oh, what is this modern thing? You know, someone yeah, yeah. wanting to seem nonchalant and disconnected and glib, but it's actually. This actually genuinely seems to be who the man was mm. and and the, the 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 kind of beauty sense of humanity from him and and his 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 as you said that the effect he's had on the world are, are,
1: yeah. yeah um there, there's a bit later on during the uh, when Sax is really dying, you know, and
0: uh, uh, <gasps> he dies
1: he dies. <laughs> so- <laughs>
0: and that was was terrible that was terrible wait the titanic
1: sank (laughs) that movie was terrible you know
0: actually that just reminds me sorry light tangent. I remember seeing these movie posters like movie posters that would ruin the movie you know what I mean oh yeah fake fake movie posters and it was uh titanic the movie and it was like he was poor she was rich their love could overcome anything fat lot of good that would do them (laughs) anyway back to oh. Oliver dying
1: yeah so have you seen the, have you seen the sketch I forgot the comedian but he's like he just plays the video and he's like look how much space there is on that log I you know? know
0: the door just, yeah shove over yeah. Rose Make yeah it's like, I, I
1: think it's sort of I think it's called like Rose is a total Karen <laughs> you know yeah, I think that's just right.
0: Move over,
1: just move over. This is no. my log now.
0: I... <laughs> no, you must sorry. die, and I can be heartbroken over you forever. <laughs> sorry, okay, you know. <laughs> Car- sorry, sorry, sorry. Do do uh, you were you were talking actually, genuinely, what about Oliver Sacks?
1: A point oh right, where he's actually so, dying. So he's he's dying, um, but he can he can't really keep any food down except gefilte fish, um, which is a uh, Jewish delicacy. Um, Sounds delicious. <laughs> it's, it is actually. It's really salty. Is, it's good. What's it made of? Um, well, may I, I'll read it out for you. Go on,
0: dude. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's got a beautiful. Uh, it, 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 it's one of those. Uh, um, how can I describe it? It's one of those things that you just kind of have to have it. So it's a, it's a poached mixture of ground, deboned fish, uh, carp, whitefish, pike. It served as an appetizer by Ashkenazi Jewish households. You're really um, so selling it here. <laughs> yeah, so it's like a kind of a pate sort of thing. Okay, okay, okay. You know? okay. Yeah. Um, but it's really, really, really fishy. That's something okay. salty and it's fishy and it's good. Um, so uh, yeah, it's it's nice. So he goes to Hayes goes to his famous Jewish jelly uh, to buy the gefilte fish, but okay. Oliver has ordered it on the phone beforehand. So the guy selling the fish is like, this is for Oliver Sacks, the Oliver Sacks, and you know, at that point, Sacks had written a piece for the New York Times saying that he was dying, uh, which is uh, like, if people haven't, um, if people haven't read it, or if you're not aware of it, uh, there, there is, there's probably like, it's, 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 it's one of those pieces of writing, uh, if you like. If, I, th- I think, I think it's just one of those things that everyone has to read. It's called My Own Life, okay, um, uh, by Oliver Sacks, and it's it's in 2015. So so this is, Sacks is realised in 2015, February 2015, and he only has two or three months to live, mm-hmm. so he writes this piece, and it's just extraordinary. Like it is, it's an extraordinary person's uh, reasoned account of an extraordinary life, and with what he's learned from his extraordinary life, and so so everyone should just read this thing because it will just make you feel better. Okay. Um, and it might make you cry, but it's all so amazing. Okay, so perfect. anyway, uh, this is, so the gefilte fish uh, story is happening after my own life has been published in the New York times. So uh, your man Hayes goes up to buy the gefilte fish from the Jewish deli, And they realizes this is for Oliver Sacks. And your man goes, the Oliver Sachs, And he, refi- you know, he's like, he's a great man this fish is on me and you know and the pair of them are like no 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 you know and i got a real kind of mrs doyle vibe (laughs) off you will no you will no you will no and they both like there's a proper you know bang of that off off the story but there's this wonderful where they both end up crying because they know they'll both miss him you know one Mm. guy doesn't know sacks at all and the other guy's completely in love with him and it's but they have the same regard do you know that way I guess just a great story, you know. I read this. I read this whole thing. I, li- I didn't expect to like the book this much. Okay. It was one of the books that I got for my birthday, and I just started going. Oh yeah, whatever. And I just, you know, you know, when you start reading faster, you yeah. know, and not going to bed and ignoring <laughs> feeding your children, you know, You're like, daddy, daddy, we're hungry. You're like just, just, you know, scrounge from the you know from the floor you would be fine uh yeah no it's one of those books I just oh, cool. I, I just I, I felt like uh I had to had to talk about it so then I emailed uh, Bill Hayes the guy who uh I didn't tell you this so I emailed no. Bill Hayes the yeah. author of the book and I said uh dear Mr Hayes I read your book absolutely loved it I do this all the time by the way and if you really like a book just go on the internet find the author and write to them and say your book is the bomb.com I think you're great. Keep on trucking. Yeah. And most of them will write back, going, thank you so much. No <laughs> one ever to me. Oh my God. <laughs> you know? um, and it's great. It's a nice thing to do and you feel good and they feel good and it's just good. It's oh, just, that's It's it, it increasing of the stock of, of, of humanity, I think.
0: You were saying... Before I rudely interrupted you ta-pa, ta-pa, ta-pa. and anne explain to you about... Things. You <laughs> anne explain. Uh, I, think, I think everyone's always worried when there's a man and woman on a podcast that, like, he'll mansplain all the time, but total opposite in this one. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You were saying yeah, you ansplained. emailed Bill. You oh, emailed so I emailed you, Mr. Hayes.
1: Author. And I said, dear Mr. Hayes, I loved your book. Um, you know, it was, you know, two of my favorite subjects, Oliver Sacks and New York, you're a beautiful writer. Uh, I really hope you keep it up. And I loved your photographs as well. Um... There's an amazing piece in the book where he meets this 95 year old artist. Hayes meets a 95 year old artist. And mm. she, she, he sits for her in her tiny little house and uh, yeah, she draws his eye, just his eye, a single eye. And it's class, you know? And I remember this lady tottering around the East Village. She used to have this like mad orange hair, you know, like art student hair.
0: Okay. But she yeah. was
1: 95, you know? Oh, wow. She was about four foot tall. And, and the most, the most extraordinary thing about this lady was she had these like kind of half foot long eyelashes, but they were obviously made of her own hair. Okay. Madness. I remember this lady from when I was in New York, but anyway, she, she drew his eye. And so I, I talked to him about that, uh, or I, I wrote to him about this and I said, look, you know, I remember her and it was great. Uh, please keep on, keep on trucking. You're great. Uh, thanks, Stephen from Ireland. You know, and yeah. uh, he went back. Very nice, very graciously, wrote back. He, I'm sure he's a very busy man. He's got lots to be doing. So I was like, oh, thank you. You know, so yeah, yeah it was great. What'd he say? Uh, What'd he say? what he say? Oh, he just said, thank you so much. And I appreciate it. And I hope you're okay. Uh, pandemics, you know, I hope the pandemic isn't too bad in Ireland and all that kind of stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and
1: I was like, did you hear about Hill Hogan? No, I didn't say that. Um, <laughs> I, I was I, I was like, uh, "Have you know, how, how, um, uh, he said, uh, you know, I hope, hope things are okay for you. Um, and he said, I have, he has another book coming out. Okay, it's a book of stories of COVID in, in New York.
0: Oh, cool. wow. so yeah. I was
1: like, Amazon ding! So I just bought that. Um, uh, so that'll arrive at some point. Wow, he's yeah.
0: already got a book out about COVID.
1: Yeah, wow, yeah, fair play.
0: That's um, mm. and but it's true. I mean, you email, like, if you want to email us, we, we're really easy to flatter, and um, obviously, only email us if you like us, don't um don't don't do us, you hate us? well you can do i mean we're not gonna control how people say but yeah no it's true if you reach out to artists or if you reach out to people who are putting themselves out there and uh, especially in the amount of support it is one of the most heartwarming things yeah. you can experience um yeah. wow so so this book really like um like this came out was it about two years ago or what, three. Years? Um, I'll tell you now when it came out. Um, I
1: want to say 2016, but I could be wrong. Yeah, four years uh, ago. Um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. 2017, but 2017. this pub- this uh, this edition was published in 2018. It's the paperback. Okay. It came out in 2017. So so uh, yeah. Which is um,
0: it's, it's that interesting thing where <laughs> when when he, a lot of the annotations, just what I've been listening to so far or just dates, you know, and I always have to do, it's like that maths in our head when you're converting like miles to kilometers or kilometers to miles, mm-hmm. you know, he says, you know, one And I'm like, oh, yeah. is that's, that's not the first of November now that's the 11th of January. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I missed the first two sentences. Cause I'm like, wait, is this in January or November? Okay, <laughs> It's just, Oh, uh, you should
1: let that go on. Just no,
0: let I kn- that go. no, I know I should, but then I'm fascinated because it's it's the trajectory of their relationship of when they oh, met yeah. and stuff like that. And of um
1: of course and uh, you know obviously
0: when you're reading it, it's different to listening to it, but yeah, yeah, it's it's one of these things, it's kinda like driving on the other side of the road. It's just that kind of part of your brain where you're like,
1: Whoa,
0: what's that now? <laughs> uh, but it's that yeah. thing that even that idea of um journaling. Yeah. I mean, do you journal, Do you keep a journal?
1: No, not at all. Um, I I should, I should. I got bought a five-year diary a couple of years ago and I started filling it out and then I just didn't. And now I look at it and I feel bad. You well, know? you
0: see, this is it. Uh, Oscar Wilde says, keep a diary and someday it will keep you. And uh-huh. he means it kind of in a negative way that you start feeling guilty about your diary. But what I quite like about his and what you used to use the word earlier, vignettes, oh. this idea of just moments. So yeah. it's more about capturing something because you want to write it down rather than oh. uh I, I remember as a friend of mine said, um you know, he found his his childhood diary and it was like we went to my grandparents, we had chips for tea, you know <laughs> it's not gonna be very interesting yeah. <laughs> but if you kind of
1: just disc- so one thing i did do is when the kids were small if they said things to me that were interesting i used to write them down on facebook oh. for people all the, the little dialogues that we had you know, the little things they said to me
0: yes yeah uh,
1: you know um i must go and look for them again I'd kind of stop doing it because I not because the kids don't say interesting things to me, but just because I don't like Facebook um, I don't feel like giving Mark Zuckerberg stuff you know
0: it, yeah, but if he wants to sponsor this podcast, you know we're we're not against. that <laughs> Oh no, we are. We are <laughs> that guy. No, I'm only joking. Um, yeah. Always, but um, th- yeah, there is that sense. So, and in this, in this book, and in this this way, like it's obviously very beautifully written and very special because it gives this insight into this person who, even though he wrote books himself, like I suppose it's th- that observation of of someone outside of them who who loves them, uh, and, and you know, giving that yeah. that. Other view of Sachs. Sacks. Mm. Um, there, there is, there is just a thing of writing down what strikes you.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And and annotating that. Did you recently talk on the radio about the importance of this, or did you tweet about that? About people oh, I- maybe journaling, journaling the, co- the, the 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 crisis.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I, um, I did that sort of you know mediocre middle aged man thing of like, this has occurred to me. I will now say it. <laughs> you know that, you know that, you know. Uh, with, with little or no real thought about it, but with enough uh, brains to know that there are smart people kind of doing stuff, so I should probably couch my brain fart in some kind of question. Like, it was really that. So I went, I, so I've been listening, as we're recording this, the golf gate thing is playing out. Okay. Um, and I was. Uh, it's 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 uh, it's just been revealed that that uh, um, Phil Hogan, the European Commissioner, was visited Limerick uh, at some point, uh, and all the Cork people are like, "Why didn't he come to Cork?" And no, I'm only joking. But he was like, uh, he, "He, what's wrong?" No, he was he was like, um, it, it, "It doesn't look great for the lad," to be perfectly honest. But um, and I was talking about that on the with him on the with with other people on the radio this weekend. But the thing I was talking about then is I've been listening to LiveLine on RTE. And just with the stories, the stories of, of people's experiences with COVID. And um, I don't listen to talk radio a lot, um, mm. at all, almost. Uh, but uh, I just saw on Twitter people saying, look, you just have to tune in. And, and uh, I, I went, I tuned in, and I was, I was kind of, I just, I was doing other things, but I had to stop because the stories were so upsetting. Okay. Um, and then it just struck me again, this is the sort of mediocre middle-aged man thing. I was like, everyone has a story in the same way. You know, you were, you know where you were when nine 11 happened, you know, where you were when JFK got shot, you know, what's happened to you. During uh, COVID,
0: how is- old, how old are you? It's your JFK. Got I mean, whatever. Shot. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's one of those generalized experiences. Yeah? Yes, of course. A watershed and, moments. Yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah,
1: exactly. And it's like, okay, so we, we have had this experience. W- is there a way for us as a society to capture them mm. and uh and i said well you know the stories are amazing we should find a generalized way to capture them and this is the sort of like having just vaguely because that's a stupid idea you know it's like there are a lot of people with stories other people should put the stories in Arr, that's boring but then i said look i'm sure other people are doing this probably so- in the arts and humanities What's going on? So I, I, I had the brains to phrase it as a question as opposed to, this needs to happen now, right? Mm. And like loads of people said, including some of my colleagues in, in UL, loads of people said, actually, we're doing this. Do you know? One mm. uh, is like, uh, at COVID-19 stories, another project is DCU, National Library of Ireland is doing something, archiving websites and stuff. But mm. for me, none of that, well, it's all great. None of that is... is, is, is um, is really what I meant because what okay. I meant was uh, some kind of national archive where I can just sit down with my phone turn on the video and be like this is my biggest experience with this you know I wasn't a because that's what you got from from the live line now it was couched the, the, the context of this is anger at the malfeasance of the powerful and the seemingly entitled. Right. So, so so the frame is anger. So, you know, it was, I wasn't able to take my disabled son to the swimming pool, but these lads can go golfing. Right. So it was that, that tension. Um, But stripping the anger out of the frame and the golf story out of the frame, what you have is a load of people's stories and it's like, okay, there are four and a half million stories Mm -hmm. and it would be amazing if we could even tell a hundred thousand of them. You know, some of the people, um, some people who replied to me on Twitter, and I've got loads of responses, were saying lockdown's been amazing uh, because my mom was terminal and we all got to spend as much time as we needed to with her. And I was like, wow, okay. So, you know, lockdown for some people has been an enormously positive experience, at least in a couple of respects, Mm. Um, you know, uh, uh, for most of us, I would say it's kind of negative. Mm-hmm. You know, at least, ne- at least neutral, if not negative. Yeah. Um, and so that idea of, of the nation's story, the nation's COVID story, but as told by everyone, you know, yeah. like really in the years times a million. Yeah.
0: Times a million, yeah.
1: Because yeah, I think that's what you're gonna need for this 2020. I mean, the reeling in the years, lad. I don't know how that guy's gonna do his job.
0: It's gonna be it's it's gonna be a, a, a series. It's not gonna be one episode. It's gonna have you to know? be like, uh, yeah, like it's gonna be the entire reeling in the years. will just be reeling in the year 1920, uh, 2020. It's it, you know, I think the big thing around that though um is the question, as in, what what is the story? Because it, <clears throat> it's often when you when you whittle it down, you get the most interesting. Mm. When people are responding to something. Um, just to give an example, like this is as as usual, me going off on one. But um, my friend, a friend of mine, she she's in my play, my play with me as well, uh, Lucia Smith. She's a fantastic um, performer. But her her father passed away last um, autumn, and. I remember going to the funeral, and um, all around the, the funeral home, uh, la, the, uh, I remember going into the room, and there was just, like, laughter and chat. And mm. there was, there was um, paper on the wall. And basically, hey. p- paper all over the wall with writing on it. And basically, people had emailed stories about her dad. And oh. you walk around, and... I had met her dad a couple of times. He was quite ill by the time I met him, mm-hmm. and I just—you just got this sense of this human from all walks, like from from his young days, from from be- from his more recent days, from professionally, from per- you know, all sorts of. And it was just gorgeous. It was really special. And then, um, I, as you know, my my mother passed away in January mm. all of a sudden, and I had stayed. I said, "Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna ask people, just." send memories of 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 her to you wow. because i know i know who she was to me but um everyone's gonna have their own story of her and so uh, and we they did and i i printed them up and we, we had the wake in the house it was quite quite intense it wasn't as 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 roomy as a as, as a funeral home but um people people came in and and we had these up and and suddenly they're actually still up in the house um, and really? call, over. yeah, but what was really gorgeous was um the question was very simple. it was just a memory of of a person of, of, mm. you, of, you know and, and friends of mine talked about like you know being kids and her being my mom, and yeah calling over to the house, whatever, and other people then their kind of adult experiences with her and i what is I, to kind of capture something i think it's it 's that framing, you know it, mm. it 's respond to a question what like stories of COVID is kind of, ooh, but I, I think even if you kind of say what, um, what, what, what was in the first for you in COVID? Like what was maybe something you'd never experienced before? Mm-hmm. Like people in hospitality talk about they've never had a summer off, and yeah. they were okay, so they were financially okay, and they didn't have to work the yeah. summer months. And actually, May and June were really sunny, you know. <laughs> and, and, and I think. You know, what are or the question could be what yeah. was um what did you you know you could say what did, you could frame it negatively what did what did you lose in through COVID or, or what was uh what what was an unexpected joy or, or you, you know um yeah. a way of kind of collating maybe one part one angle you know of people's yeah, experience. I think that
1: the funeral, the funeral, the COVID funeral is going to be very interesting mm. because that seemed to be the most emotive. You know, they weren't able to have that that wake experience that you had um, 100% I, I have a question though were there any uh, were there any responses that that you were would like to your mom question about your mom The any responses where you're like what you know or did, or did people do that like that's a bit mad no we won't tell her that story you know or was, or was it a bit like oh you know, that time your ma woke up in a dumpster or, you know or, or, or is it more <laughs> like was it more like you know uh, was there anything there where you, where you go I didn't know that Um, yeah
0: there was Bits of I didn't know that, but not not in any shocking way. Y- you know, she, she was uh as far as I know, there were no there, was, there were no major skeletons came out. But um what was very beautiful actually about it was seeing her through other people's eyes. Yeah. I think that was very, very special because mm-hmm. you know your parent is your parent and that's who they are and uh, yeah. that's your experience of them. Mm-hmm. And y- the, just even even my own friends or people slightly older than me talking about her and the kind of adult she was to them or how loving and accepting she was to them and what that mm. did for them. Like that just, that just made it all, it, it, it was yeah. all good. And, and you know, it, like it was very, it's very special. and And it was just, the response was very, very strong, you know, and very, yeah. very beautiful. Obviously people are going to err on the side of, positivity I, think, I mean God it was, can you imagine <laughs> <laughs>
1: he was Seriously. an awful young one I mean my God could you imagine who'd it's write that like?
0: serious dick move uh, no yeah. no it was ve- it was very um,
1: yeah.
0: and it's funny actually though like when when you're talking even about this book um, in Simon City like he's responding to the city and he's responding mm. to this relationship with this man in the the twilight years of his life you know
1: Yeah.
0: but that has created a very specific kind of book do you know, like yeah, if, yeah, yeah. If, if he had met him, if he had met, if they had met maybe 20 years earlier and, and, and if he had been in New York and 20 mm-hmm. years earlier, like, I think what's interesting what you're saying, what all this stuff even, like you're capturing a moment.
1: Yeah. And it's bookended as well, right? So, so Hayes really begins his journey to New York because his uh, partner dies, Right, a guy called Steve. Actually, uh, he he Ooh. he dies, and so the book the book is kind of like it's bookended by death. So you've got the death of Hayes's uh, former lover Steve, and then you have the death of uh, Oliver Sacks. Right, so it's it's, it's death either side and in the middle, like life. So the structurally, it's really interesting as a book, um, and then you also have the fact that Hayes is in his, I think he's in his mid fifties for most of this, early to mid fifties.
0: Okay,
1: is he, not, is he not in his 40s, though? No? Oh, maybe he's in the late 40s, yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but Sax is in his 80s, you right. know? So, so there's a really, really persistent kind of obvious age difference between yeah. the two of them. I'm um, 30 or 40 years. So really, really considerable. So even if, even, th- then the other kind of thing was Sax is the moment that they met Sax, 10 if they'd met 10 years ago, Sax wouldn't have been ready to come out, yeah, as a gay man, right? Mm. So it was it, like it was, it was this kind of fantastic confluence of, of events, and you really, really get a sense that Hayes is like is able to process grief properly, yes, you know. Um. Uh, he describes crying as a car wash for the soul, which is a great phrase. Yeah. That whole thing of like, he's he's able to do this. A lot of other people wouldn't, mm. you know? And you don't get the sense that like, the book is cashing in, you know, on proximity to a famous person or that it's sort of like, things about Oliver Sacks you didn't know. You know, it's not <laughs> that. You know, it's it's not that. It's, it's more, it, and it also doesn't, um, it doesn't spare him. Sax is, you know, fundamentally a weird old guy. Like he's a, he's a really weird person and uh, lovely, lovely in, in many respects, but but not perfect. And
0: mm.
1: Hayes doesn't let him away with, you know, sainthood because he's not, you know, he, he's, he's just not. Yeah. Um, but the, but to be fair, there are very few of those kind of darker, darker stories to do with Sax. Sax is very much on the pedestal, I think, Hayes had him on in life. And right. that's no bad thing, but it, but it's it, you are getting this sense that you're not you're not being treated to a holy picture. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not what's going on. Like he, like Sachs is a normal human who's terrified of dying and who who who, while being brilliant, is no more or less human than the rest of us. Yeah, and that's uh, in that sense by being there around his final days, um, Hayes is actually able to give us this view you know um weirdly it's a very very weird hot take not hot take but but it's a very weird parallel in my mind Hmm. there's a comic book from 1986 called dark Knight returns and it's written by frank miller um and it's one of the greatest pieces of, of, of of graphical art ever produced and the reason that it's that it's so great. Now it's, he has since not gone on to produce better work, but uh, as a, 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 the Dark Knight Returns is probably it's probably the best graphic novel ever produced, um, and, and it created that format. In fact, I and mean, it's it's sort of like like the Dark Knight Returns is to graphic novels what thriller is to kind of pop music. Do you know, it's okay. just it's just kind of sui generis, like Prince. You know, it's just you it doesn't really need a category. And the reason that it's so good is that it presents us with a Batman that's old. So Batman is, is, is in every comic, he's like late 20s, early 30s. Mm-hmm. Um, he's young, he's strong, he's fit, he's kicking the shit out of poor people. You know, he's it, like, there's a lot of problematic stuff with Batman, right? <laughs> like he's fundamentally a fascist. Yeah. like he's a rich guy who dresses up in black and tells everybody else what to do <laughs> base the shine out of them. If they don't agree, that's a fascist. <laughs> like that's literally fucking fascism. Right. Um, he, he is, he is somebody who, uh, he, every, almost everything about Batman is deeply problematic. Um, but it's about power, right? All superhero comics are about power. Yeah. Uh, but they have to be evergreen because they have to keep selling to effectively young men. Um, uh, although, you know, there, there is now a really healthy resurgence of interest in comics for girls. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Uh,
1: so I'm really enjoying that part of it. So, so anyway, the, the Dark Knight Returns. Yep. The reason that it's so fascinating is because it presents us with a Batman who's old. Right. Uh, who hasn't been Batman for 10 years because a thing has happened. So he's, he's, he gives up and he just kind of goes on the lash for 10 years. He becomes an alcoholic. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's a Batman, and then a thing happens, and he has to get a, get back into it, and he's fucking old. Like he's he, he finds it hard to do stuff, um, but he's still Batman, you know. Mm. And in this world, we have a, 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 a bunch of young people who, who don't really know who this guy was, right? Um, there's gang warfare; it's very serious, but there's a Superman in this story, and the Superman has been corrupted. He has been he has become an agent of the government.
0: Uh, okay, yeah.
1: And so it is Superman who is the fascist in this story. Superman is enforcing these laws, setting off nuclear bombs, and just just generally being, a, being more than a bit of a prick. So, right. his, so, so Batman comes out of retirement, and then Superman says, look, we can't have any more superheroes. You need to go back into retirement. Batman goes, nope, and they have a fight. Okay. And the fight is awesome. And basically that fight, that Batman versus Superman fight has been essentially robbed. Every single superhero fight ever references that. And if you have watched either Justice League or Batman versus Superman, and I don't uh, uh, suggest you watch either because they're both crap. Okay. Uh, but but if you're enough of a nerd like me, you will. Um, you will see essentially the entire thing is robbed of Frank Miller's book.
0: Okay. What is,
1: what is fascinating, as I said, is that is that Frank Miller gives us a Batman who can die and it was therefore a hero in the way the Greek heroes are heroes because a hero is only made heroic in death.
0: I see. And
1: so it's that, uh, uh, the passing of uh, of a hero that reminded me, Hayes reminded me very much of that, right? Which Mm. is, which is if we didn't have Hayes's book, Sacks would have passed on but it would have just been well. Sachs is dead. Here are the books. See you later, right? Mm-hmm. Um, here are the canon of his of his of his written works. Very sad. There have been a few sad tweets, and we kind of would have moved on, Do you know. Um, but because we have this book, we're treated to the decline of a great man, and yeah. it's it sort of it, it it bookends his life fantastically because we we also have his autobiography, which gives us you know, his life more or less up to meeting Bill Hayes. Okay. Um, so, so it's a real gift in that respect too, to, um, to, 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 uh, to um, fans like me and okay. to people who like strange people and, and funny stories and, and, and all that um, so Can rec- compared Oliver <laughs> Sacks to Batman. Well, Hey, strange.
0: that's why we yeah. talk stuff, you know, yeah, and, that's
1: fair. That's fair. And,
0: and you yeah. recommend a good holiday read anyway.
1: Oh yeah. You'll read it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just great.
0: Excellent. Well, Steve, I think you better be getting on your holidays. Um, mm-hmm. But we will still be talking next week because um, you know your holidays aren't as long as mine.
1: <laughs> no, no I'm four days off. Um, Excellent. And uh, yeah, four days. I think it's the first four days of actual holiday since January. I'm looking forward to that.
0: Well, enjoy that and yeah. um, and we will talk stuff again. Thanks. You Thank you, you very much.
1: Looking forward
0: to it. See you later. See you. Bye bye. Bye. You have been listening to Anne and Steve Talk Stuff, a Limerick Post podcast produced by Kean Reinhardt, theme tune composed and performed by David Blake. Follow Stephen Kinsella on Twitter at Stephen Kinsella. He's a Stephen with a PH. Anne Blake at Anne Blake 78 She is an Anne with no E. And the Limerick Post at Limerick Post. If you have any questions, you can get to any of these Twitter accounts or follow the hashtag and Steve